episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. We are somewhat back to do Halloween spooky stuff. I am your host, Aaron, and I'm joined by... My Chris. Uh, you probably may, <laughs> may or may not rem- remember my voice. I, uh, I uh, it's been a minute. had a baby and a lost a life, uh, like, a, like a social life. Yeah, so it's been a while. But it's it a happens. beautiful baby. It's a beautiful baby, though. It happens. And you heard that voice. We are joined with our it, guest tonight. We are joined with our guest tonight. Straight out from the horror convention scene. He's been a repeat guest. We've had him on before to do Halloween stuff and to talk conventions and everything. Uh, uh, Mr. Scott Fontenay. How are you Hello, doing, sir? Gentlemen. Uh, thanks for having me by again. I'm doing very well. Been, uh, been pretty busy and everything. Uh, things are going great. That is good. As always. That is good. And uh, speaking of horror conventions, while there is one happening right now, <coughs> there's one happening right now. Uh, you, sir, are kind of the mind behind one of Houston's biggest horror conventions. Uh, yes. How was your I show am, this year? I am part of the Houston Horror Film Festival, which uh, also runs with Houston Horror Events, LLC. Uh, me, Tony, Justin, and Troy put those together, and our flagship event was uh, this past August, and it was a phenomenal time once again. But, uh, the, uh, the venue was packed, everybody had a good time, but, uh, it was an awesome fucking show, man. It was, uh, it was very, very badass. Wait, well, that, that's that's awesome here. I mean, I saw a lot of pictures on uh, social media. I saw a no, lot of pictures. I love watching. We get so many walkthrough videos that are done. Yeah. But, uh, and I always go back to just to see some things I might want to change. I do pay attention to all those videos. All the ones everybody makes, I make sure that I go back through and see what some concerns or complaints were. You know, we did the same thing as we did last year where the, the Friday, we open up on the Friday, and the Friday night, me and Tony stay up till God knows, you know, till the sun comes up, talking to attendees to see, you know, what was good about today, what do you think we should change, and make adjustments on that Saturday uh, before it gets too crazy. But we, once again, you know, hit right at 10,000 people on the Saturday, and, you know, several thousand on both Friday and Sunday. Uh, Sunday was very, very chill. We had probably, probably about 4,000 people on the Sunday, but wow. because it's stretched out throughout the day, it never gets overly crowded. So it's kind of a good flow and everything. And, uh, it worked out really, really well. But, uh, it, just, it was a hot summer. <laughs> we, what was bad is like the, the big room because we had people flowing in there so much on the on the Saturday the doors yeah. never closed so the AC took a while to catch back up because we literally could not close the doors because there was a steady sea of people walking in and out the entire time it was, uh, it was pretty nuts man but it, it, it was a great show again we had a blast I mean that's awesome I mean yeah that that's it's great to hear uh and it looked like an amazing show. I wish I could have attended. Uh, life happens as it normally does. Yep. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, come out to the next one. Yeah. So and it, and it was interesting for this one too, because <clears throat> one, one of the things that we, uh, we discovered, because with the strike, with the SAG strike and the WGA strike, uh, we had to do away with panels. We had a whole bunch of stuff we had to change up. And mm-hmm. it, uh, 
it was interesting working around all those rules. And because we had to get rid of so many panels, we literally had two celebrity panels that was it all weekend because no other actors were doing the panels. So we started doing, we did a cosplay contest. Uh, we brought Carrie out there. To, uh, he uh, interviewed Sheree Curry. Okay. And, uh, and, and did a panel. We had a couple of hard trivia panels and stuff. And I was amazed with how incredibly popular those were. So we're hopefully going to implement some of those back again next year. Okay. Uh, those went really, really well. So we're going we're to try to do the old uh, John Simon's Comic Palooza thing of content, content, content. Yeah. Keep people there and keep people entertained. So. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, the, the show that we went, that me and Chris attended, we saw you running around. We saw you, you know, putting out fires, really keeping really busy. Um, did you, were, were you able to attend or meet anybody this year that you're, that you've been wanting to do? Yeah, I pretty much slowed down uh, for the most part on the Sunday, but this year I, I've learned to delegate a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> to where I can actually enjoy the show more. But uh, I definitely, one of the ones that was that looking most forward to me was William Forsyth. Okay. But what's interesting about William Forsyth is if you see him and you remember some of the characters, you think this guy might be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, one of the nicest characters. <laughs> he was incredibly welcoming. He, uh, uh, me and my daughter hung out with him for a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it was really, really nice. But I have to say the uh, the most genuine and sweetest celebrity that was there this year was Heather Matazawa. Nice. Who is one of she is just such a sweet soul. I mean, she was welcoming to everybody. She she hung out at the after parties all night. In the morning, she was right there with all the fans at the hotel hanging out, yeah. you know, having breakfast with people. Uh everybody was really, really great. I mean, we didn't have any celebrities that uh, I would consider uh diva-ish or anything. Even Billy okay. Payne had a great time. Uh uh, you know, it was it was a really really fun show. Man. Ken Foray was awesome to talk to too. That guy has some awesome stories. Yeah, Ken Foray uh, seems like he does. What was cool is you know the, the movie I wanted to talk to him about was Night Riders, the uh, old George Romero movie. <laughs> Let me spit on my drink for a second. <laughs> and, and I don't know if you remember this, but Stephen King has like a fucking forty five minute cameo. It's the oddest thing, you know. Normally you see Stephen King in a movie, he pops up for a second. And he's in yeah. Night Riders, he was actually in there for a good 10 or 15 minutes. And uh, that was during Stephen King's uh, drug phase, I think. And Ken <laughs> told me some very cool stories about them hanging out at the Ramada Inn. Yeah. And Stephen King, he was like, we were sitting there drinking at the Ramada Inn, and all of a sudden Stephen King started throwing out these movie ideas where it was some weird thing about a giant turtle that was running around eating people. And he says, I would think to myself, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, but it's Stephen King. Could <laughs> 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 it be all that bad? So, so yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I will say, Stephen King does have one of the probably best characters, not one of his own works, but in Sons of Anarchy, where he's the bite, where he's yeah. the cleaner. Yeah. And he yeah. comes in and takes over. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so... That's, Forgot about that. Holy crap! Yes, yes. Stephen King, he he's either coked out of his mind in his role, or he is doing a good job. It's one or the other. Yeah, I just I, I love those Stephen King anecdotal stories you hear from back in his drug days and stuff. Like he, he doesn't remember <laughs> writing Cujo. He, he just he woke up one day and there's Cujo. He's like, oh, I wrote that. He, 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 he definitely wrote that. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. Well, that's great to hear about about. Uh, 
your show, and I'm glad to hear it's doing well, and I'm glad to hear that this year was a was a bigger success. Yeah, I mean, ten thousand on a Saturday. We've honestly outgrown the, the the venue, but we didn't have time to find something new for next year, so we okay. will be returning to the case for at least another year. Or we okay. look for something else. The problem is trying to find a place big enough for what we do. Yeah, yeah. Without, like, you know, we can move downtown, but do I want to ask our attendees to pay thirty dollars in parking and all kinds of other shit before they even walk into the door? So they're gonna pay well, more for parking as long as you, pay to get in our show. Yeah. As long as you don't do what uh, Texas Frightmare does, and that's have like twenty thousand plus people in a cramped little hotel yeah. that can't support that many people. Right. And let's be honest, a lot of horror fans are not skinny people. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> so some of those aisles are <laughs> one way only. Yes. <laughs> when you say shit, yeah, when you say shit with all your fluffy <laughs> in your pants. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the worst was I see people complaining about the vendors not having four or five X size shirts. That's fine. <laughs> And I and I'm just like uh, uh, walk sideways. Yeah, dude, that's, that's <laughs> a terrible problem. Though. Like comics, comic book cons, horror movie, horror movie yeah. cons, anything. It's like, what do you think? You know, what, what are, we, are we fitness gurus? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, but speaking of horror, Scott, we've asked you to be on the show for one reason. It is the spooky season, and it's time for our annual brackets. Yeah, this is yeah, our third year in doing this. Third or yeah, third year in doing this, we enjoy it. I love getting the feedback from the listeners. I love getting the feedback from the friends I talk to about why did this one beat this one? Why did this title beat this title? This movie should not have gone that far. There's always these things, <laughs> and especially last year with that one Dracula, the, the Satanic Rites of Dracula, making it as far as it did. Because people still hate that movie, but apparently Chris <laughs> Drew Marmick loved it and kept pressing it forward. <laughs> so <clears throat> we love doing that. And we brought you on because we have one bracket that has randomized it. everything. It did. It, it definitely was. But Scott, your brackets tonight, you are helping us judge, jury, and execute the creatures and monsters section of our brackets. Now, some of these are beloved cult classics. Some of these are the utter $5 bin discount DVDs that you would find at your local family dollar. Right. As long as they're fun, though. You know how they are. Some are fun. Uh, some might not be fun. Uh, it, it's, it, it all depends. Like, what's your pain tolerance? It all depends on your pain tolerance. So, let's start this off. <laughs> let's start this off. We've got, I'm going to go from the bottom and go up. Uh, but we got our eight, our eight contestants. First up, we have the cult classic Tremors, starring Kevin Bacon and a few other people, including the grandpa from Three Ninjas. He's in there. And that's going up against Warner Brothers sequel Cash Cow Gremlins 2. So, Scott, you're the guest. What is your first vote? Okay, so this one honestly is is a pretty easy one to go with. Uh, while Gremlins Two is a fun movie and some of the characters are awesome, it's, uh, it's, it's Gremlins One of a fever dream. I definitely have to go with Tremors. Tremors is just a classic, and uh, I mean, just the cat. Everything about Tremors is so good. It is. You know, it, it's funny. The special effects are great. The uh, 
the, the method they use for making you scared of these things that are underground and you can't see, just with yes. camera angles, camera angles with air bursting out of the ground, making you think something's moving toward you. It, uh, just, that movie's so well made that Tremors, Tremors is going to be hard to, to be beat by a lot that of people. That is true. I definitely got to vote for Tremors on that one. All right. That's one vote for Tremors. You got, again, Kevin Bacon, the grandpa from Three Ninjas. You've got the the one character that people did not think would ever become a cult hero, and Burt Grummer. And he's been in every single one. He's been in all the sea, all 50 sequels. He's, yeah, he's, he's been in all of them. Constant, man. I mean, who would have thought the father from Family Ties would be the gun toting <laughs> you know, bunker-making graboid hunter that he is now, that he's known right. for now? So, Chris, what's your vote? You've got Gremlins 2, you've got Tremors. You know, I've set a precedent in these brackets as the guy who's a buster. And apparently Gremlins have taken over his internet. <laughs> he is frozen as he's talking. And, uh, and you know, there's part of me that wants to keep my... Okay. Hey. It's apparently one way with it right now, too. Hey, Chris. Hey, uh, hey, Chris. Can you hear us? Because we cannot hear you, and you are frozen on screen. This is a great welcome back episode. All right. So, <laughs> it happens in the best of us, though. It, <laughs> it, it definitely does. It definitely does. Uh, is he still frozen? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, okay, well, then I'll put my vote. Because okay. um, I, I love Gremlins 2. Gremlins 1 is great. Great Christmas movie. I watch it every year. Um, but Gremlins 2, I love the creativeness with the different co- kinds of Gremlins that are in there, like the vegetable Gremlin, the goofy one, the spider one. And then you have all the parody Gremlins, like the, like when the bat wing one that makes the bat symbol through the wall. Yeah. Yeah, you have all the call-outs. All the yeah, call well, yeah outs. you have all the Warner Brother call-outs. All right, Chris, you're back. Man, I, listen, I was telling you tonight. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. So wait, what's your vote? No, wait, for real? Yes, we heard nothing. Okay, heard nothing. am I here? Yeah, like, yeah, we can hear you now. You heard? Okay, okay, great. So, anyway, um... I, I'm I'm a bracket buster. I mean, Trimmer, Trimmers was innovative in a lot of ways with, like Scott said, with what they were able to pull off with the minimalist approach to, uh, you know, uh, what Jaws. they did with the bursts of air and you know the, the yeah, there you go. And that's pretty much what Trimmers is, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you had um, you had Gremlin, uh, you had uh, Hulk Hogan in his prime. You yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genetic experimentation. You had okay. um, either uh, transsexual gremlins in the bathroom. There's a lot of different <laughs> things, you know. What? No. What, what? Was she? Was that? Dude, it's 23, so I don't know what the hell to call that gremlin anymore. Was that really? Well, a gremlin? She was a female gremlin. Gremlin? Well, like, well, the pronouns the now. The pronouns for that gremlin now are, are was were. Because she's probably dead. No, she didn't die. But... She ended up marrying, uh, marrying the guy from uh, Inner Space. That's true. She... Oh, yeah, he was from Inner Space. <laughs> the, 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 
Deep, Captain Deep, Deep Space Nine over there. Um, <laughs> sure, he was. Uh, I'm gonna go with Gremlins too because I have uh, missed out to <laughs> Deep Space Nine and a half. You know, Deep Space Three and a half. I was in the pool. No, um, no, I'm, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Gremlins, man. I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah. And that's why you guys love. All right, me. That's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's nothing wrong with that. With Gremlins two, on the in the 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 uh, theatrical release had Hulk Hogan in the middle. If you rented the VHS tape, you got John Wayne in the middle. When, like whenever the the real cut. So what? yeah, two different versions that were filmed for that. Oh. And and I was always pissed when I rented it because I'm like, Dad, Holy look, Hulk Hogan's in it. And then we go to the the splice section, and it's John Wayne shooting Gremlins, uh, cowboy style. I'm like, what the hell is this? We saw Hulk Hogan in theaters. I don't <laughs> so, think I've ever seen that version. Yeah. So. With that being said, I got to vote Trimmers. I love Trimmers. I own the box set one through six, uh, Frozen Hell, even the ones with Jamie Kennedy. I own uh, whatever Jamie Kennedy's <laughs> been on. Jamie whatever he's Kennedy been on. Got a raw deal, dude. That guy's actually just mass to destroy that guy. Too. Jamie Kennedy is awesome. His alcoholism destroyed Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> His alcoholism did not. Not to scream too. So <laughs> Not that. Mass two. Mass two was like just a horrible. Oh yeah, movie. Mass two was bad. Mass two was yeah. pretty. Bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. So next up, uh, with this battle, since you're going to the next one, we have the classic Warner Brothers when they tested the waters for you know Universal monster esque era movies. They released the Deadly Mantis. All black and white, giant mantis coming out there, destroying cities. Uh, it was a fun film, but that movie's going up against the indie classic that has more cameos that they spent their budget on than they actually did a great story, and that's Feast. Uh, and if you've seen the Feast trilogy, there should there should be a part four just to wrap things up because that ending in part three is a what the hell moment. So, Deadly Mantis versus Feast. Uh, Scott, you went first last time. Uh, I will go first this time. Uh, I'm going to go with Feast. Again, the opening intro. You think you're getting the hero in that movie, and it completely spills over to somebody else. That guy bites it within the first five minutes. You get Jason Mewes getting murked off. You get Henry Rollins getting murked off. You're getting all these people just getting destroyed within the first 10 minutes. And then it becomes a, a you know, got to survive the night creature film, which is very well done. Uh, love the movie. That's my vote is Feast. So, Chris, what's your vote? I think he is frozen. No, he's drawing. Okay. Scott, what is your vote? Chris, we cannot hear you. Chris, you're on mute. Chris, you're on mute. Crap. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm there. I'm back. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No, my bad. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Feast. Uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm on board with Aaron on this one. Such a good movie. Scott, what was your vote? Yeah, absolutely. So these two, I'm not very familiar with. But not. with your description, just because of what you just described, and because of a movie I recently did a fresh eyes watch on, 1988, The Blob. Okay. Uh, Darabont, you know, that movie was so much better than I remembered. I could do an entire podcast episode on that one. But one <laughs> of the things I love about that movie is all of a sudden people started dying. Mm -hmm. And you're like, he's not supposed to die yet. Yeah. What is he doing dead? 
no, she can't die right now. And that movie yeah. just it, it kept your attention so well. So I will go along with the feast. Yeah, feast definitely has the scream opening with like <laughs> Drew Barrymore, which her getting because she was yeah. she was promoted as the main star of the whole movie. Right. And within five minutes, she's she's gone. She she she's dead. So feast has that aspect, and you have to watch all three movies because you will see people pop up like, "Hey, wait a minute, that's Cole from Martin. What is he doing in this movie? That's so and so for that show. What is he doing in this movie? <laughs> in this series? It's such a great movie. You could probably get the trilogy for like five, like ten bucks at Walmart. Uh, it's that that well done. So let's go on to the next one. We've got the cult classic Critters." The Krites, the Death Sonics, whatever you want to call them. Those those things that rivaled Gremlins. Death Sonics. Going up against James Gunn's, basically what put him on the map in Hollywood, Slither. Uh, if you haven't seen Slither, you got, you've got, uh, uh, I can't think of his name now, the guy from Firefly. Uh, Nathan Fillion. you got Nathan yeah. Fillion. You've got uh, Pam mm. from The Office. You've yeah. got uh, several other people that he's worked. Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker's and everything. Michael Rooker's does. Yeah, Michael Rooker's yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the only cameo you don't have is Lloyd Kaufman, but still, <laughs> you've got all of Jim, James Gunn's, <laughs> including his exes, that are in there, and it's just a fun movie. Critters again, cult classic, great show. I mean, great movie, uh, not good shows, but still great movie. So, uh, Chris, what's your first vote? <laughs> You know, man, uh, I, I go with Slither. I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed the movie immensely, but it, it's I, I get squirmy, uh, so it's not a heavy for me. So, okay. But I remember, I remember it being good. Now that being that being fair, uh, that being the case, though, uh, honorable mention to Critters. I think was the turned into the big ball and Critters number yeah. two. Was it the first two. With the two aliens. No, first one had the Part giant two. critter. Yeah, and they Second turned the one big had ball. The, the ball, the death ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, the the alien was flipping people off or whatever, and I I flipped my mom off in the kitchen while she was making, and she got mad at me. So, <laughs> so that's, that's when I started learning how to use the middle finger. It's critters <laughs> for critters. So your vote is still. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, Scott, oh, yeah. what's your vote? Okay, so nostalgia-wise, of course, Critters is, is a great movie. I mean, just the Krites, the, the bounty hunters, you know, you got Billy Zane gets killed by a Krite, you know, how can you beat that? That's the bar. Um, <laughs> but just Slither is one of the best recent body horror movies that was made. And, and that movie was really well done as far as oh. casting goes. Special effects are incredible. And one of the things I love the most about Slither is the soundtrack it's for. It, uh, it's that it, changed, it changed my perception of some songs because I relate scenes from that movie to some songs that, that, that are out. So, uh, yeah, I got to go with Slither. Slither was just a great one. That uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, me and Rooker talked about it for a while. He, he has a great relationship with James Gunn. He just loves working with him. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. he's done, what, three or four movies with James yes. right now at this point. So he had the cameo in Brightburn, uh, Belko Experiment, and then Slither that he's done with him. Plus, of course, Guardians. Guardians yeah. and Suicide Squad too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that movie is close. Slither is definitely the one that I think I'm And honestly, I'm just going to three-peat that because I was going to choose Slither as well. That was a hard one for me to choose because I 
I really enjoy critters. No, you like uh, that. Yeah. I, I I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna lie. If, if I have to choose between critters and gremlins, I'm gonna choose to watch critters because that one's just to me better done. Yeah. I love gremlins. That's a classic. Uh, but critters, I just like that it's one a lot movie, more. Man. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah. It's a great, great movie. It, gremlins it, it became really, gremlins for me became a Christmas. So. Definitely did become a Christmas movie. You know, well, uh, I usually watch it as a movie for kids, and then people took kids to see it, and the kids freaked the fuck out. Yes, <laughs> the movie's definitely not made for kids. Hell, yeah, so sure, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, next up on our brackets, we've got the Roger Corman classic, Humanoids from the Deep, versus David Carradine's probably his finest movie ever made, Cue the Wing Serpent. So, oh Cue God. the Wing Serpent basically. The legendary Quetzalcoatl attacks New York City, descends on it, as well as there's a mass, uh, a serial killer running around, mass murderer, serial killer, whatever you want to call him, running around as well. So Detective David Carradine has several things going on at one time that he has to deal with, and he's getting too old for this shit because at this time he is going bald. So, and then a humanoid <laughs> from the deep, you've got your typical, you got your gore, you've got your creature effects, you've got Roger Corman, so you know you're going to have topless women. It is a fun ride. So, uh, Scott, you can go first on this one. Okay, so, Too Much of the Deep, I've seen that a bunch of times. Of course, like you said, you have Roger Corman. It's a good movie. It's not bad. But I watched Q a little while ago, uh-huh. and you got Shaft. You got <laughs> Richard Roundtree himself. You got David Carradine. You got Michael Moriarty, who is an alum of Larry Cohen. And you have a Larry Cohen film that opens up with a decapitation in the first 20 seconds of the movie. That's uh, true. I, I, I got to go with Q. It's a whack-out, mm-hmm. cracked-out movie. It's, uh, it's goofy as hell. A lot of stuff doesn't make sense in it. Uh, you know, <laughs> the winged serpent picks people up, and then next thing you know, somehow their bodies are, like, moving around, and they're in different positions with every shot. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a great movie. And, uh, it, it was a fun one. So, yeah, I got to go with Q on that one. I go with Q. All right. I will be up next. Uh, I, I Q the Wing of the Serp is one of those movies I waited for on DVD or Blu-ray back in the early 2000s because because this is whenever like retro releases were becoming a thing. And I bought it. And I'm like watching. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? I forgot that the dragon was even in it because it, starts <laughs> off with, cause it, cause it becomes like a detective story, him finding the serial killer. Yeah. And then like, oh, yeah, there is a creature in it. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> oh, but with two noise from the deep, it's like you know what you're getting right away. <laughs> you yeah. know what you're getting. Yeah. So I've got to go humanoids just because of the effects. Uh, it's Roger. I think this is one of Roger Corman's best. And there's a moment in, in my time a few years ago where I was watching every Roger Corman movie that I, was, I could get my hands on, including his bad ones and including his decent ones. And then humanoids, which is his good one. So I was watching all of them, uh, and I've got to go with Humanoids just because it's just a fun movie for me. It's so much fun. So, Chris, it seems like you're the tiebreaker. Yes, sir, I am. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you have me at breast assist. Uh, and, you know, they always do, right? So uh, I'm going to go with Corman. Yeah. You're going to go with Humanoids. All right. Yeah. Let's see, senor. It's a fun movie. I know they oh, just yeah. oh, I know they, 
they got a steelbook release a few years ago, which I think that sold out along with um, uh, what was it for a terror from the beyond the stars or uh, uh, forbidden planet? One of those movies they came out at the same time with the steelbook. Uh, definitely, Urshel the How did he land directing? How did he land directing that, that never released FF movie, Fantastic Four? Uh, I think it was something like uh, they couldn't get the rights uh, for like the music. The rights, so they just got the first guy. Well, no, well, no, they filmed it. Uh, oh, I think they, they they couldn't get the music rights or the the sound rights or something like that, and it's been in developmental hell. Wow! And it just got passed up, and uh, now it's never going to see the light. So, sadly, uh, I wish it would happen. But I mean, you can find I'm a I'm DVD I'm copy of it at Con. Yeah, go go. Yeah, go get a bootleg at the con. Yeah, I mean we don't support bootlegs. No, we don't. All right, next up, we're no, in our final four. <laughs> <laughs> we're in our final four. We have Feast versus Trimmers. Uh, I'll start this one off. It's a tough one, but again, I've got to go with Feast. It's just a fun creature feature movie. Uh, so that's my pick. Uh, Scott, what's your pick? This one I got to go with my heart, and I got to go with Tremors. Just that movie is just it, it was movie had a huge effect on me. I, I love Cowboys. <laughs> I love Tremors. The, like I said, just the cast and everything. I've seen that movie so many damn times. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So, Chris, do you want to break our tie for? <laughs> Let's do it. I do, man. I tell you, um, I didn't go with it the first time, given what I you know I had more. Um, you know, nostalgia for it'll be, it'll be Tremors. Hey, Tremors? Hey, Tremors is a good movie. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to lie. Uh, Tremors yeah. is fun. I'll probably watch the first two movies. The others, I kind of, um, they happen. Uh, I, I, I probably won't watch them again, but the first two, I definitely <laughs> watched. They're, they're fun. Yeah, Both they are fun. So, Tremors makes it to the final two. Next up, we've got Humanoids from nice. the Deep versus Slither. Corman versus Gunn. Only in a brackets Ooh. would you ever get those two directors facing off no, without sure. a Lloyd Kaufman game. <laughs> so, uh, oh Chris, you're first. Yeah, James Gunn would be, you know, if he had his choice, he'd probably bow out and, and, and you know, admit defeat, admit defeat here. But um, I'm pretty sure he's got some reverence for that. Um, I tell you, I'm gonna go with Slither. Slither. All right. I'm gonna go with Slither. All right, Scott, what's your pick? Uh, well, you won't have to worry about breaking a tie barely this <laughs> time. But uh, you're talking about the guy that started with Tomio and Juliet. That's true. Got to go with Slither. Like I said, just one of the best body parts <laughs> in a long, long time, and the movie is just a lot of fun. It, uh, you know, when I first saw it, I wasn't, I, I didn't get what I was expecting, and I was very happy about that. So Slither yeah. was just a good fucking movie. Uh, Slither to me was the first. I was going to pick Slither anyways. Um, Slither to me was the first movie where I heard actually somebody product name Mr. Pip in a movie. Nobody ever talks about Mr. Pip. That, that, that's like Mr. Pip that, product placement. That, 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 that's like that's like the ginger stepchild. Uh, and any, any, and everywhere because people say Dr. Pepper, they never say Mr. Pib. So the fact that the mayor of that town requests a Mr. Pib twice <laughs> yeah. 
it uh <laughs> it, it got laughs from it got a laugh from me and then fast forward to suicide squad nathan fillion's character shrinking to mr pib as he's walking in the intro uh whenever they're all going to go die on the island he's shrinking to mr pib oh wow so it's like that's holy crap hey jim's gun loves his pib so i mean that's it's a it's Clearly. a good choice. All right, so we're in our final two. Oh, yeah. We've got Tremors Ooh, versus Slither. Yeah. This might be a tough one. Usually the final four and the final two are always the toughest because it's like yeah. the, deciding which child you love more. But in this case, it's which movie you spent the, more, <laughs> the most amount on to buy. So I'll start this one off. Right. Uh, I'm going to go Tremors. I mean, I love Tremors. The first one has always been great. I've probably rented that one at least. 10 15 times when i was young just to keep rewatching it uh i love slither i own slither on the blu-ray but trimmers it's always just fun it, it's you're, you're watching kevin bacon trying to act you know the best actor in the whole film putting his heart and soul into this movie while everybody else could probably go work at kmart the next day because that's their <laughs> acting <level. laughs> so I'm, I'm i'm picking trimmers that's true, man. So, uh, That's fair. Scott, what's your pick? Uh, I, I, I would have to go 100% Tremors as well. I just, <clears throat> that movie is such a classic. That, uh, every, everybody knows Tremors. Like, literally, everybody, everybody, every horror fan is familiar with Tremors and enjoys that movie. But, uh, there's not a whole lot oh, wrong yeah. with it. I mean, everybody knows Tremors. Uh, I remember I, I was reading a, uh, or I was listening to a uh, interview from, uh, Ben from fight from fright racks. Uh And he's like, uh, he, like, he's like one of the most, one of the properties that he gets requested the most has always been trimmers. So when he released there, I think they they had like four shirts, they sold out and, but he has to keep like applying for the license. And usually he doesn't get it because the franchise he owns is like, Oh, trimmers doesn't make money. He doesn't make money. But the merch <laughs> always sells out. Right now. <laughs> yeah, it's making money right now. It always sells out. So, uh, yeah, oh, Tremors is it's it's always a great movie. It's always great. I, I, fun movie. So that's our that's our uh, creature and monster winner is Tremors nice. for twenty twenty three. First bracket is done. We are done with the first bracket. I'd like to say thank you, Very Scott, nice. for joining us. Oh, my pleasure is uh, Where, yeah, man, can, where can people you. find you? Besides uh, besides uh, Houston Horror Film Fest, where can people find you? Uh, well, <laughs> we do have an event coming up in October, October 28th. We got our Halloween pop-up market metal music fest coming up at Bob Saturday. Uh, <clears throat> other than that, just here and there, of course, on Instagram at Old School Trio. And you can find me also uh, just follow all our uh, pages you know we got Houston Horror Film Fest, Houston Horror Event, and Midnight Media Entertainment which you can find on all social media platforms and stuff so, uh, and I'm just a little bit everywhere. That's awesome that yeah that's I mean that's great to have you on you've always been a fun guest to have on uh, and if we do a Christmas yes. one we'll have to bring you on for that too because the Definitely, horror is yeah. because funny enough when we did the Christmas one the horror section got the most requests. You wanted to do that for some reason. They wanted to do the Christmas horror section. Okay. So, uh, if we do that, bring it back on again. Awesome, so, man! Awesome. Yeah. There's some great Christmas horror out there too. There a lot of oh, they're, they're, a lot of great indie stuff. They're, they're, oh, there's yeah. so much good stuff. There's so much good stuff always coming out that I enjoy. 
uh, that I love to talk about with my friends that I share trailers with. So we'll have to have you back on. Oh, yeah. So yeah. again, thank you for coming on. Uh, Chris, you, you do art stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, mostly on Instagram. You can call, uh, contact me or follow me at Chris Foreman Artist on this trail. See me haunting uh, the interwebs. So you, you got an appearance coming up at Terrafix, right? Oh, you know what? Like yes, first uh, I will be there. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. Okay, sorry about that. Um, I like I'm just having I'm having connection problems tonight. Man. Um, yeah, I'll be at Terrafest in Conroe. Uh, it's the seventh and eighth, right? Yeah, October. Yeah. It's coming up pretty soon. Um. And uh, I'll be out there hanging out, man. So if you got a chance, go, come by and say hi. And buy some arts, you know. Support your boy. Go buy those art prints. And they can find you on Instagram. I know you're always posting your artwork. Chris Foreman Artist. With the at yes. symbol in front. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So buy some arts. Chris Foreman Artist. I, 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 yeah. Please, buy, please do. I need money. Buy, buy, those, buy those commissions, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys. Again, it's been fun with this first part of the bracket. Uh, can't wait to get, get in the rest. Again, Scott, you've been great. Thank you again for coming on. And as we close out, uh, yes, just remember, you. you know, always unfollow, never unfriend. Keep that, you know, keep that positive going on social media. And until next time, I'm your host, Aaron. I have been Chris. <laughs> and we will, see, we will see what happens with uh, the next bracket set. So, uh, Later. And uh, yeah. fuck Poncho. Fuck Poncho. Later, man. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit CrossTheStreamsMedia.com for more information. See you next time. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.